to write about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know I don't know Spending time all alone Sending my songs to the phone Dreaming of a better home We want focused on trying to hone This craft Witchcraft I hope the brujas Let this last I don't know that was great sounds. It was just great sounds in general. It's good to be alive. It's good to be above ground. My name is Preston, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made EZ Blues is in the building on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. EZ Blues, you are better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? Go ahead, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to jump once again in the DeLorean. We're going to throw that up to 88 miles an hour, and we are going to go back in time. Here we are, strangely, we're going to walk upon, say, a church on Orange Street, where you got to hear one of the most incredible falsettos that were out there with such a warm and lovely tone. Fast forward to my very couch. When talking about the writings of music, we were sitting and truly and thankfully, we found some of the most incredible conversations that could happen with some of the most intense lyrics from a point of view that I never, ever, 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 ever saw coming. But then, and only then, from the worship team to the stage, there becomes this amazing human being that formulates with a phenomenal sound that gives you a feel of slight bit Revival, slight bit organic, slight bit neo-soul, and just a mix of Americana. And there, there is the beautifulness that is OK Company. And it is OK that our company today is the amazing vocalist from OK Company, Lucretia. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, honestly, I've never been introduced better than that. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, it's, it's also very, see, that's what we love about the show is we have the free range to, you know, incorporate people that are actually parts of our lives, you know, and to see like exactly what you, what you're doing and your growth from literally like, you know, a new member of say a church community to, you know, standing in front of this phenomenal group of musicians that from what I hear, you've got like nine people that are from Austin. One dude's named Austin. And, you know, uh, someone wants to drive the most smart, you know, how did you guys formulate? Yeah, honestly, a lot of it kind of came together by chance. Um, Josh Wurtson, he's our keyboard player and writes most of our songs. He and Austin, the drummer, have been friends for years, potentially decades at this point. Um, they're not here to fact check me, so... Decades at this point, because they are old, old, old men. Um, <laughs> and they have been uh, making music together for a while just for fun. And, um, you know, they had started another band. And eventually, one by one, the rest of us got uh, roped in and uh, became what we are today. So, as you know, uh, Josh has a brother that goes to the church that you and I were at, um, and so I knew his brother first. So when I met him, I was like, oh, dude, we've already got a connection point. Uh, turns out Josh and Austin were both from Texas. I'm also from Texas. 
Um, Josh and I both went to divinity school. There was a lot of stuff that just was like, oh man, like we have so much in common right off the bat. Before we even got to making music together, I think we already all decided like, I like you, let's do this. Um, And so it, it was easy. It was easy from there. See, I, I love how organically you brought up that you guys spent time in divinity school and, you know, the, the church aspect, which obviously we have that connection there. But I would love to talk about that. I would love to talk about what it's like to create non-church music while living through a church community um, and what those perils are. Because for a lot of people, that holds a, um, what's called a lot of a, a religious trauma, myself included, and not necessarily from the group that, that we came from. Um, but yeah, what is it like to really step outside of the, you know, singing for just for the, say the Lord or singing now from the heart and maybe really, I guess, witnessing more through your actual story than what you can in a praise and worship? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I guess one thing that the two contexts have in common is that it all starts with like love and honesty um and so in that way it's kind of easy to make the transition um but in a lot of other ways it's very strange right like when you're leading worship you know there are a few things where you're like it's not this right so it's not supposed to be performance it's not supposed to be about showing off like or anything like that whereas if you're like singing in a band like that's the whole point. You're performing. You are putting on a show. You are, you know, trying to draw people into like what you guys are creating together um, as opposed to drawing people in to like focus on some something else. Right. Or to, um, you know, be in a more spiritual space. Um, so that I mean, man, what a long, slow journey and transition that has sort of been. I've kept my feet, obviously, in both worlds, um, but, you know, it's, it's taken a lot of, like, exploration and open my time <laughs> to get to the point of, like, you know, feeling more and more comfortable and having more and more fun on stage. Now, as far as the, the five of us together, which, you know, if you don't know, it's me on lead vocals, Austin drumming, Josh playing keys, Pete playing guitar, and then we got a guy named Lamar who's playing the bass. Um, I think all of us would describe our beliefs and like spiritual lives very differently. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot that we have in common and still manage to joke about. Like if I could show you screenshots of our text thread just from yesterday, where I'm just like, why are we like, why are we talking about this? Like, we are not like a church connected group. And like, why is Pete asking, you know, if Jesus came back, like, what would you ask him? I'm like, dude, why are we talking about this in this chat right now? Very strange. Um, but it's, it's interesting that somehow we're a group of people that even though we, our beliefs are all over the map, um, we relate to one another well enough to where like no topic of conversation is off the table, including like faith and spiritual stuff things go completely in the opposite direction sometimes too. Um, But it's cool to me at least that it's like, oh yeah, even that part of myself is not something that I feel like I have to remove from the context or the conversation. It's just like, nope, it's just a part of who I am in different ways. It's a part of who everyone else is too. Um, And so 
sometimes it, it makes its way into the mix and sometimes it doesn't. Well, see, and, and again, I, I love how that becomes massively organic because we talk about it on the show all the time. You know, the best way to be successful with your art is to be yourself living, living on 11, um, you know, and not hiding any part of yourself um, from every aspect of it. And, and you know, um, I love that you guys came together and can continue to come together. That's how, for all those that are starting out in, in, in the band aspect of it, that's the relationship you want. You know, you want to be able to share every single thing. These are some of the most important people. These are what a true family is because you're all speaking that same language for that three minutes and eight seconds on the radio or, you know, that 14 to 15 to 45 minutes on stage. Um, you know, and, and there's a lot of tightrope walking and they, you know, you literally need to depend on each other. You know, I know that I can take a look if I'm fumbling for lyrics, I can take a look back at Kenny and Kenny will give me that amazing drummer smile. And I know everything is going to be okay. Um, and I see a lot of that uh, with you guys as, as well, you know, especially the connection with Austin and Josh, but really, you know, the connection that you have. Because you are the string that holds them all together. Um, and here you are, you know, together. How did you get that role? Um, and why? <laughs> right. Why is the question? <laughs> Man, okay, so when I first uh, when I first joined the band, there were seven of us total. Yeah. And the setup that we had was that Josh was actually the lead singer and uh, myself and another woman, we were uh, the backup singer. So we're kind of just like, you know, in the background, having a good time, coming up with dance moves, doing harmonies, whatever. Um, and then really once the pandemic hit, uh, a transition kind of came where we went down to five people the other girl left the band and uh, Josh was like, why am I leading songs, dude? Like, you need to be leading this band. And um, I think Josh enjoys singing, but like, he's like, if he can get away with not doing it, he's going to find a way to get away with that. And I think that's how it started, <laughs> where he was like, I'm going to just focus on the instruments. I'm going to focus on the writing. And really what he did, which was like, pretty clever on his part is he started writing songs with my voice in mind instead of his own voice in mind. And so it's like, well, if it's written with my voice in mind. I kind of have to sing it. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's really the main way that it started. It wasn't what was intended from the beginning, but things kind of just panned out uh, to go in that direction. And I'm grateful um, because when it first sort of that transition first sort of happened, I was really uncomfortable and stressed out. I was like, who, like, I remember verbatim thinking to myself, like, who wants to listen to just my voice for, for 45 minutes straight? You know, um, the guys can all sing. <laughs> okay. We got one. <laughs> the guys can all sing, um, as well, but because they're all playing other instruments, it's very rare that I can get them backing me up on harmonies or, you know, whatever. And so, I mean, like 90% of the time it is just me. And so it forced me to grow and get more comfortable with um, relying on my own voice 
relying on my own like stage presence and um, stepping into that confidence uh, a little bit more. And I did not want to, <laughs> I didn't want to do that, <laughs> but um, being forced to do it, I, I, I'm grateful. Do you feel everything was meant to be? Um, it was for your self-esteem. Do you feel it was something that maybe God or higher power just um, put it inside your story, your whole journey for it to happen? You know, maybe. Um, I definitely see how um, growing in that way has bled into like other um, areas of my life and things that, um, you know, so professionally I'm a pastor. So I do a lot of, um, you know, preaching, teaching, being up in front of people. And then of course I also lead worship in the church and there's um, so much about like performing with this band and being the front person and growing in that way that has translated into like, you know, even though when you're doing things in like a church space, it's not about you. Um, in some ways, it's like, but you still are the person in some of these moments, and you do still have to have like a certain level of presence. And um, I think, yeah, I can see how the two have like kind of come together to like help help one another out. I'm like, who am I to say whether it was like all a part of God's like <laughs> sneaky plan to like get me, you know, to a certain? But it's like, I mean, I can't, I can't say it's not. I can't say it's not. So, um, but I can say that I'm really, really grateful for it, and um, it feels like such a a gift to be able to do the stuff with the band, um, you know, sometimes, you know, especially like if you're a person of faith and you, it, it's easy to think about your life. It's just like everything I have to do, like has to be for God. And like, I can't have any fun because it's like, I'm taking, you know, time and energy away from like focusing on God. I don't think that's uh, necessarily true. And so I'm always grateful when opportunities to just like have fun and be a human being and like, mm -hmm use the gifts that God gave me, like, cause it's just like, yeah, that's a part of life too. And that's a part of like what God has for us too, is just like being human beings who get to um, use their gifts, share their gifts and have a good time. So. And that's the story you like to share on the show on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself Preston with my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Maid, who was also a front singer himself off the band shame prayer and his name is ez blues is in the building with his tat with his nice tattoos go ahead he's blues well no it's 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 so awesome and, and first of all i will be the bold one if you don't want to be the bold one and say it i will say i knew pretty much from the first time we did the songwriting workshop that you needed to be in front of a, a band and have uh musicians backing you up i knew that that was kind of like where where you were pointed. So I will I will make that call. If you don't want to make that call, you want to be humble. Like, <laughs> you guys did a workshop humble. Yeah, in my house. I didn't know this. I didn't know oh, this. Yeah. Not only, you want to know how, how well we actually know each other? Like, let's be how? honest. Lucretia's on the Easy Blues EP. That's crazy. Which song? <laughs> uh, where Were You? Wow. Yeah. Mine has yeah. been yes. <laughs> and that was yeah. actually the very first time I ever recorded anything with anyone. That was the very, very first thing I ever that, did. Was that, was, that, was, your, that was your first song ever, ever recorded? Uh, the first, yeah, first thing I was ever recorded on, yep. That's crazy. Yeah. 
So when 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 I say I saw I saw it I saw it, but it's awesome. Yeah. It's not just it's not just the amazing musicality because you have this amazing. I'll say throwback retro tone to your voice that gives you that neo soul type of feel. It gives you that that Erica Erica Badu Jill Scott type of type of feel to it, where it's this warm blanket. Like your vocal tone is this amazing warm blanket that you just want to just want to put put on and 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 snuggle with. Um, and that is just so so super important, especially you know in going through what we went through as a as a planet let alone as a country, let alone as a city, as a state and all of that, you know? Um, so I love the fact that yes, COVID made the, may you had the, the COVID edit, but now this is what needs to happen because you have this incredible tone that is so reassuring. Now, as you continue to, to grow and evolve and move forward, you know, is it, is it just going to be, you know, okay company stuff or, you know, is the Lucretia solo project going to come out with like a whole bunch of drum and bass stuff on there? Are we going to get like a, a Beyonce lemonade going on? Like, what's the deal? Come on. <laughs> Man, I Dish. love that. So to, to be honest, I almost every single year since I was getting ready to turn 30, I have kind of had my own personal daydream of like, I need to do a solo show. Um, for my birthday of just like my own original music and, um, you know, put a band together and just do that for my birthday. And every single year I've talked myself out of it <laughs> because the truth is it's a lot of work. Um, it is a lot of work. <laughs> just to say, it's not a lot of work. Um, I mean, you're probably right, but I, I find some way to talk <laughs> myself out of it every time, every time. I'm um, the wrong person to bring that up to. I'm the or wrong maybe the person. right person. Maybe the right person. And so this year, I actually, I love it. This year, I even went so far as to make a set list. I, I actually have a set list in my phone right now of original songs. And I think, you know, the, the thing that sort of makes it, um, you know, a little bit tricky to think like, oh, here's my original music. I'll just work that into OK Company you know, we are like, uh, we're a band and we're like a band with like a particular sound. And it's like, not everything that I write, like it is going to fit that sound. And honestly, the guys aren't going to like everything that I, I write. Right. And that's totally fine. Um, but it's like, when you kind of do your own thing, it's like, then it's like, it doesn't matter what anybody else wants. Uh, it doesn't matter what anybody else likes. Like, this is my music. And like, I, it's on me to sort of like, you know, put the pieces together and like uh, fulfill that vision. Whereas like with OK Company, we've got like a group vision that we're putting together and therefore like not everything that gets thrown on the table makes it to the stage. Um, and so it's in the back of my head. It's, it's, I, I want to do it. I well, do want to do it I'm, one I'm, day. I'm taking it out of the back of your head right now because I've got an intimate venue uh, that's like a 30, 35 person cap. Um, it's in, it's a dry venue so it can be all ages um okay it's actually it's a witch bitch thrift um which is community owned uh it represents every part of the community i think it, it'll blend really well with the two different worlds and it'll also bring two worlds together um you know obviously we we, we hit up we hit up jess and uh you know 
and you guys can just keep it in, in that in that solo aspect of it you know because i know that you also play or, or um you know so you can either do the keys or you can either do the vocal as well or have just do your keys and stuff like that see it's a done deal see i've, I've already booked the show um we already sold the first 50 tickets so it's only a 30 it's only a 30 cap room but uh, we're already sold out we're already over capacity <laughs> But but if but if you look at it like having it especially like as a birthday event, um, and then even let's say take half of the the proceeds and put it towards A B C D or X Y Z, um, you know type of uh, charity. You know now you're mul now you're multi level. You know, and I think that is absolutely perfect. And and yeah, that's definitely that that's the next calling aspect of it. In fact, you could even. Uh, have it do donate some of the stuff to Erica's um, after school program that she does. Uh, oh, that's see? right. And you keep, it, and you keep you. it in the family. Always a man with the plan. <laughs> I'm VMB, just the person with up. the dreams, you know? Yeah. VMB's back up. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's yep. such good news. That's such good news. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got oh you. man. All right. If so, you don't know what that is, Preston, yeah. that's the so, whole merch virtual merch we, situation that we got. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm aware. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> we the show the show the show's got one too. Um, the show's been, got just, one too. Just being with Easy and his adventures and just like being a spectator, <laughs> just seeing him perform. Um I'm aware of the lingo, sometimes the non verbatim. Um, I don't know if you have it within your band. I think every band has a non-verbatim where they don't have to even talk. Um, when they play, they know what's going on. And it's just amazing just to see that in the background. So, like, even if you just, like, see, like, a band during a practice, like, they don't have to talk to each other. They already know how to communicate just through instruments and just through facial expressions. And then you just see a good amount of art come out. Um, just tell us about that whole creative process when it comes, like, um, just like creating music or just like just experimenting with your sound and just like trying different movements when it comes to your music and just uh, giving a great show for the audience. Just tell us a little bit about that for our show. Yes, definitely. Um, so I like to think that like the five of us kind of wear slightly different creative hats when it comes to that sort of process. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like I said before, Josh does a lot of the songwriting um, on his own, I'd say probably about like 90% of the songs we do are oh, songs wow. that um, either, yeah, either he wrote on his own or like, you know, maybe I popped in to like co-write a little bit or Pete pops in or whatever, but most of it's him and he will just like shoot us things via text or email and be like, check this out, check this out, check this out, check this out. And if something hits, we'll run with it during practice. And if not, <laughs> he'll just get like radio silence. <laughs> Which is just like, you know, no shade at all, but it's like, oh, you know, it's 2023. If it, it, it's like, you know what silence means, right? It's like, oh, it just means <laughs> it didn't hit. But once we get in the room together, it's uh, so cool because it's like everybody, it's not like uh, Josh comes to a session. It's just like, okay, this is what I'm thinking for the drum. This is what I'm thinking for this. It's just like, no, we, he starts playing and, and singing and people just add in like what, they hear or what they feel for their own instrument and part and if it you know if it the vibe is vibing we're like oh yeah like we keep running with it if it's not quite right like um we tweak the nice thing is that no one um 
takes it personally, right? Like me as somebody who doesn't play the guitar, right? I know nothing about the guitar. I can still turn to Pete and be like, hey, can you make it more like do 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 And I'll be like, it's not technical terms at all. But like somehow he can interpret it and be like, all right, fine. I'll try some do 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 and see how it goes. And like, we all do that to each other. Um, and it's never any hard feelings. There's never any offense taken. It's all about like everybody gets to kind of like poke and pitch and like right. do all of the stuff. There's no overstepping. Now, I, yeah, no. And then also too, sometimes like mm-hmm. sometimes you're just like, no, actually, no. I like what I just did, and I'm just gonna <laughs> keep doing it. And then it's like, all right, bet. Like moving on. <laughs> moving on um and i really appreciate too you know pete's really good at uh casting like group vision for Mm -hmm. like how you know how to make the song dynamic and like you know how to make sure our pieces fit well together um and then me as the lead singer i'm kind of just left to my own devices um and so that's that's what i do i just you know um, so far, so good, right? Like nobody's ever in the middle of a session been like, "What are you doing?" And thank God for that because I'd be really sad. Um, so they just let me do. They just let me do my thing, and and it all comes together. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look. I I totally I yeah. totally get that, but it's, it's so funny because um, I love that push and pull. So there, there's times in practice, like I treat practice like a live performance. So I'll do some of my like live performance shtick in practice. Cause if I can make the band laugh while they're trying to be serious, like in the moment, then I know that what I have is good material to take onto an unexpected audience. Um, you know, but I'll, I'll do it, you know, and it's a lot comes from like, I love Broadway. I'm a huge fan of Broadway oh. and some of the most incredible Broadway performers you know, because it's live theater, they'll try to uh, throw in barbs to break the other character. Um, and you saw a lot of that uh, in the producers with uh, Nathan Lane and um, Matthew Broderick, where they would start to tease each other um, and try to get them to break character in front of the live audience. Um, so I will try to do that um, in, in our performances as well. Now, what I love about your performance, though, is it's this incredible um, intimate aspect of it where you really do feel um, that family, that familial uh, type of vibe to it. Um, now you say Josh is, is mainly 90% of the songwriting aspect of it. And he looks at it from putting your voice in there, but that uh, something's not sitting right with me. If I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, your <laughs> swag is not something that can be written. So how do you put your spin on it especially if someone else is writing it Mm. you know what i will say i i don't fully know if i do um and i think yeah i know scandal um i think part of that comes from like you know singing in a in a church context right where i like one of the things that i remember from early on because I used to have this thing where like, you know, other people would put a set, a set together and I'd be like, I don't like that song. So I don't want to, like, I don't want to lead it. And I remember like having people be like, Hey, you're not always going to like the song. You still have to, you still have to be able to, to lead it. And, you know, that's not to say that like, Oh, sometimes I don't like the songs. That's more so to say that it's like, Oh, I do. I, I do have like that, 
um, ability to be able to like step into a song that doesn't that may not fully resonate with me, but I still know how to wear it, right? Like I still know how to put it on and and get it legs, make it walk, whatever. <laughs> um, so I, that, I guess that's one one answer. Uh, the other part, I'm like, am I intentional? Right, I'm like, I, I'm, I would have to really think about like, do I intentionally try to put my own whatever um, on it? I honestly don't know if I do. I, and I, I think what I'll say is I do really recognize that there's more growth for me there in terms of like not just taking what I'm given and and leaving it at that or like maybe taking it up half a notch. Like I do think that I could really grow in that area of like, okay, I know I was given like X, Y, Z, but like let me really try to like put my own um, spin on it or whatever. Uh, that's not something that I'm very intentional about at this stage, to be honest. I also love the fact that you're not intentional about it because you do it so well. You know, you have your own tone, you have your own delivery aspect of it. Now, that also speaks amazing for how well Josh knows you as an artist, you know, to be able to write into into that type of vein, you know, like with myself. And again, I do things totally differently than everyone else because I'm wacky. Um, I always look at it as what character am I playing, you know, um, you know, and like it, with the attitude in which the song has been written, I'm like, oh, this is a drunken master. So I get to bumble all over the stage and slur my words together and attack it from that point of view. Or this one is, you know, the arrogant teenager that is just being massively rebellious. And that's that's what I'm that's the character I need to play between each and every single aspect of it. But for me, I play and perform for myself and only myself. It's one of the reasons why worship never really works so well for me because they're like, it's not about you do it. I'm like, but I'm, but, 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 but I can, there's this thing. But it's me. Yeah, I can belt out. I was like, I just can't not be me. Um, so I'm going to be back there because it's probably better for everybody else. Um, you know, and that, that's the, but that's a me thing. That's one, that's one of my, my, uh, you know, one of the things that holds me back and that's fine. You know, um, yeah, and I hear that too. Yeah. Like, I do sometimes like try to tell myself, like, oh, like this song is clearly about like somebody who's like really heartbroken. I'm like, okay, like let me put my heartbroken hat on and like really pretend like I'm really just like struggling and sad, and, you know. Um, but I think there's a lot of stars in it. Well, I mean, it's very Jedi. Do or do not, there is no try. And here you are, you're knocking it out of the park without trying. So I think that's that's awesome. So Yo Yoda really it. appreciates you. So now what's what's next? You know, you guys have released a bunch of of new music. You've got some incredible artwork out there. I, you know, I know the the um, your merch game's about to like level up to a to a hardcore aspect. Yeah. Um, and you've got like coming up on what is it the six? You guys are going to New London. Is this your first time hitting New London, or is it something you've done a bunch of times? 
Yes, so this is our first time going out to New London, uh, November 4th, I believe, uh, which is a Saturday. Yeah, November 4th, we're going to be at the Oasis Pub in New London. Um, I'm really excited because, I don't know if you know this, Jesse lives in New London now. So I, I feel like we're doing that. a show just, yeah, so I feel like we're doing a show just for her, um, slash whoever else is out there, but that's nice. And then um, on the 18th, we're actually playing in Buffalo, New York which also a first time for us, but uh, that's Pete's hometown. So we will be um, playing at Milky's Elmwood Lounge um, on the 18th. So we're traveling. Um, we were supposed to play in Hartford uh, last weekend, but, you know, things ended up falling through. But this, like, fall season was about to be like our, oh, my gosh, all of our shows are out of town. Um, and so that's where we are right now. It's like we're just we're traveling a little bit, um, which is exciting to me. I love it when like new audiences get to hear our music. Um, but yeah, so that's what we're doing. And then actually this week um, or actually it's Friday now. So I guess next week um, we're recording our next um, EP. We haven't named it yet. Uh, we, Yeah, I mean, we, you know. The ball is rolling. Once the momentum is there, man, you just got to crank them out. So um, I know we just released, I think, in July of this year. Um, hopefully we'll have this one done, like, maybe early 2024. Okay. Um, and, yeah, so we, we go in to record this, uh, this coming Wednesday and Thursday. We got five songs uh, slated in, and um, we're going to be over at Sonalist in Waterford. Um, nice. which if you've ever heard of that place or if you um, know Evan, he's incredible. And the studio itself is incredible. So we're excited. You know, it, it's so interesting because you guys always sit on the, the back of my mind because I, I do feel that there's a bill that would be super beneficial to both you guys and Carol Sylvan uh, and the name droppers, um, just because you guys are sitting at kind of different spaces uh, um, yeah, different sides of the spectrum of soul, neo-soul music. Um, and I think that they they have a, an older audience that would benefit from listening to you guys. And you guys have a, a younger audience that would benefit from listening to, to her. Um, we definitely got to contact you with with, uh, with Vic and, and get that ball rolling. Because I think those shows, especially like at a Cafe Nine or, or, or something along those lines, um, would be really super beneficial. Actually, it would probably be even better at uh at the cellar if i'm being real because mainly because i want to eat the eat the food um whatever <laughs> cellar, the cellar's got delicious food uh -huh. oh, hungry man you know you gotta have your 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 uh huggy bear. <laughs> i miss the huggy bear okay but no I, I it's it's so super 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 important and as you guys continue to grow and and move forward you know um who's on that hit list Who's on that? Like, hmm, I would love to play. And, and it doesn't have to be local. Like, if you want to take a swing and be like, honestly, I would love Arrested Development to get back together and us play a show with Arrested Development. I'm going to respect that because I also would love that. Me to too. On WNHF <laughs> 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Preston, and my partner in crime, who is really smiled right now. So I guess I just <sighs> broke him. His name is EZ Blues is in the building. Everything's okay. We have great company on behind the brand. Let's go easy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> 
You need to start um, taking yeah. that on the stage. You need to be like, and everything's okay because you're in great company. And everything's okay. Yeah. You can definitely steal that. I appreciate the gift. You're so welcome. I love it. So, so dish now, dish. Who's 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 the, yeah. the top three? Yes. Okay. So I gotta say, I feel bad because I am the worst person to ask this question uh, out of everybody in my band because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know any music. I don't know any bands. I don't know nothing. But <laughs> as far as people that I um at, that I feel like it's like, oh, I haven't gotten to play with them enough. Um, I don't think we ever yet have been on a bill with Love & Co, uh, which is a local local band. Our bassist is their guitarist. And so it's like, why? It's like, why are we not on bill together? And that was going to be our, our show in Hartford last weekend that fell through. And I'm just like, come on, like, can we get it together? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting to be um, on a stage with them. I, um, I'm trying to think like who else have we, oh, this is just bringing back so many memories of so many great shows with, with local artists. I'm just going to name people that I love. I mean, like I love That's playing good. with Finn, love playing with Jesse Grizz, um, loved, uh, the show that we were able to do with Lamont, um, when he had his, his EP released earlier this year, I believe, um, you know, we've done shows with stuff. We did, we did, we did one show with you guys with Shane Penguin at Stella Blues. Like that was so much fun. I don't know, man. I just, you know what it is, is I don't even have like a dream bill. I'm just, I miss playing with my friends. I'm like, can we just get like, can I just get shows every weekend through the end of the year with my friends and just have a good time. That's really what I miss. It's been, uh, a long summer with not a ton of shows and some of the shows that we did have were like outdoor shows that got rained out or like, whatever. I'm like, give me back, give me back all my shows and give me back all my friends. Cause I miss it. You know, I, I think, I think that actually opens up a beautiful thing. And I think I'm going to try to do this uh, next, next uh, spring into summer. We'll start to do some like out, like some backyard shows that if they do get rained out, they're trying to the living room shows, just some small setups of just, just hitting up the friends and being like, this weekend, you know, so-and-so is going to come to the house and we're just going to, we're all just going to hang out. And, you know, we'll, we, you know, I got a new barbecue. We'll get some, we'll get some barbecue up there. We'll get, we'll get Preston on the grill, uh, ma making some deliciousness and, you know, we'll raise no, some money. No, you will definitely yes, we not. Will. No, you <laughs> sir. No, sir. a professional do not hire your friends. That's no, but advice, it's all about right? the friends. It's all about the friends. friends. No, <laughs> when it comes to consumption, do all not right, hire right, your friends. All right. So I'm we'll just, talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. This is, this is respect. I'm just being honest. We will talk to our heartfelt. heartfelt. We'll talk to many we'll people talk to we know within the culinary community in New Haven. But let's talk about the music community for right now. Um, you named a lot of great people that within the local range when it comes to musicians. Um, what do you feel that the music community within the New Havens can do better? What do you feel that can do better within the community? Like we've seen a lot of support um, with just a lot of guests that we had on this program, and we've heard a lot of great answers. 
But this is the first time I wonder, like, what do you feel the community can do better uh, when it comes to growth within the independent music community within New Haven? Yeah, I mean, you know, I can't speak for all local musicians, but of course, it does feel like a little bit of a a little bit of a battle to like get gigs at local spots, and you know, sometimes I think that's because we have a lot of local talent but sometimes i'm like hey like who are these randos from like xyz like state <laughs> you know and i'm just like oh like i get it like we've all got our thing to do but um right. I, I i wish that venues made it a little bit easier for local artists to um book shows and even if it's just like um you know we did lose a few things during the pandemic like i remember uh pacific standard taverns uh yeah open mic was like a super valuable space. We mm. just lost the state house earlier this year, right? It's like, oh, like we've taken a few hits. I mean, we even lost karaoke heroes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, heroes the course, yeah. I'm just saying, it was, it was a vibe. Um, and so I think, you know, um, I can't really name why we took those L's other than just like, you know, bad timing and, and bad economic situations. But um, those are some really big losses. And so I hope that like the places that are still around and any new places that might pop up um, would just really have a heart for building relationships with local artists and just uh, being intentional about like leaving room for for them um even just like reaching out and being like hey we have a even if it's a tuesday night right like we have a tuesday night open people love live music you know um just open up that space and and um yeah let folks have it and 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 that being said you know also as an artist's point of view as as well there's responsibility there if they do open up a tuesday night don't book you know two two doors down on thursday you know what i mean like you know, if you're, say, play, you know, if they open up Tuesday night at Cafe Nine, don't play on Thursday at Stella Blues because um, you're you're literally cutting your, yourself off. You know, you're you're not giving your audience an opportunity to to pick a show and you're also not making those shows special. Um, it is it is as important as it is to get booked. It's also important not to overbook yourself because you're going to burn out your audience and you're going to burn out uh, you're going to burn out your following, and that's something you definitely don't want to do because you know you never know which show is going to be that one that has that one person you know that could change your entire life and existence. Um, so you want to make sure that you're showing up all best of the entire that way through. That being oh, said, sure. if you want to play. New London on Tuesday and New Haven on Thursday, that makes sense because it's an hour plus difference between yeah. them. You know what I'm saying? And but really what I mean, you know, not necessarily like, oh, like, okay, company needs more gigs, but this, there are so many local groups mm -hmm. and so much local talent that, like, we could legitimately, like, book out some of these venues every night of the week and have yeah. a different mm -hmm. performance, you know, every single time because there's just so, there's just I mean, there's just a wealth of talent and beauty um, yeah. here. I don't know if it's like that in every city, but it feels really special that New Haven has so much to offer. So um, that's really more so what I mean. Not that, like, we want to hog every day of the week. <laughs> so just go no, take question every just day. for both of you. A question just for yes. easy and okay. <laughs> um, do you feel it's poor planning when it comes to this? I'm sorry. Hold on. My uh, thing went off. 
Can you ask that one more time? No, I'm just saying this is a question just for both of you because you're both musicians and you know just like the a little bit about the business when it comes to venues and just like booking artists and you know stuff like that. Um, do you feel it's more of poor planning? No preparation sometimes. What do you think? Well, for, for me, I always look at it as, you know, everyone looks at, um, you know, a number one draft pick and, and wonders how they blow through their first couple of million within the first aspect. It's because mm. they came up broke. It's because they understood what it was like to be poor. They understood mm. what it was like not to eat. So I understand completely what it's like never to play a show. And I know right. how awesome it is to play a show. And if it was up to me, I'd be playing a show right now. Like, and every second from that day, <laughs> it's the best feeling in the entire world. And I need more of it. And I want to play more of it. But you have to deal with, you know, the ec economic aspect of it. And, you know, and being a musician, it's, you know, it's crazy. You're, you know, you're, you're throwing hundreds of dollars into, you know, a car uh, worth of equipment. And then you're driving, you know, 50 miles to a place to maybe make 20 bucks. Um, it doesn't necessarily, you know, work out in your type of favor, but that's only if you're looking at it in the short term, you know, and yeah. I, we, we talk, I talk about Doyle Brunson, um, Texas Hold'em champion two years back to back with the same hand 10 and two. He wrote a book and he talks about how he doesn't look at it as each hand is important. He looks at it as the entire, his entire career of poker is one hand. Um, and that's kind of how you have to look at it as an artist. And there's going to be some times where, yeah, you you might just be eating ramen because that's what's that's what's there. But there's also going to be those times where you can eat filet mignon. You want to just try to balance yourself out so you're eating a cheeseburger every single night. But that's just me. Yeah. Yeah, I um, appreciate that. No, I, just say, I appreciate that and that you brought up the money, the money aspect of it. I always forget about that part, right? It's like it's a great scenario. <laughs> Yeah, Thank it's you. like nobody wants to play for free. Um, and of course, yeah. venues want to make sure that you are bringing in people right. um, and not just taking the space. So that always makes things a little bit tricky, too. Well, unfortunately, things are getting super tricky and they're pulling uh, the bottle curtain on us right now. Um, but this time is all yours. We want to give, Lucretia, we want to give you the opportunity to tell people how they can connect with you, how they connect with OK Company, how they can support you, how they can invest in you and your dreams. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so you can find us um, on social media. Instagram is okco.nhb. And to be honest, we all, if those of us in the band who are not old in age are old in spirit. So we are not super active on social media. But whenever we have shows or anything going on, um, new releases, whatever, we always post it. So you might not hear from us often, but when you do hear from us, it matters. <laughs> uh, so you can find us there. We also uh, have a website, okconhb.com, um, and we have music out. So we've released uh, three EPs up to this point under the name of OK Company, and you can find that music literally on every platform um, that you can find your music on. So check us out. My thing that I always say is the canned music is great, but there's nothing like the live situation. So if you get a chance to come see us live, definitely do, because that is the most the most fun. Um, November 4th. Wish us luck this week. Wish us luck as we're recording uh, the next thing, and hopefully it'll be the best thing.
That's okay with me. Myself, Preston, and <laughs> my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues. Thank you so much for being part of the show. We do appreciate you. We really do. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it, too. Awesome. Strange Love is about to play now from OK Company on Behind the Brand on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, New Haven. Appreciate everyone. If I give you my heart, please don't break it.